just knowing your work that it's not about not eating the carbs, not eating the sweets, et cetera, et cetera. It's mm-hmm. when you're eating it, it's what you're eating it with, like the combining, it's um, a host of other ways in which you can regulate yeah. the spike. Can we start to get into that? Absolutely. So what's wonderful is that there are very gentle things that you can do that don't require you to change what you're eating, which is really simple, easy, kind things you can do on a daily basis that help you avoid the spikes without giving up any of the foods you love. When I first learned about glucose spikes, you know, obviously one way to go is you can just say, okay, I'm never going to eat starches and sugars again. But that's not how I want to live my life. Like, I love pasta. I love chocolate cake. I'm not giving those up. So I had to find in the scientific studies these gentle, kind ways of still eating all the stuff I love while reducing the glucose spikes. So I think the most interesting one to start with is eating your food in the right order. So when you're faced with a meal, if you eat the components of that meal in a specific order, you can reduce the spike of the meal by up to 75% without changing the quantity or what you're eating. So the correct order is veggies first, proteins and fats second, and starches and sugars last. And so when you talk about, you know, this collective intuition that I think we've lost, if you look culturally, actually a lot of countries follow this order, but we just don't do it anymore. In France, you know, we used to start all meals with crudité, like raw vegetables. In Italy, it's antipasti. In the Middle East, they start their meals with, you know, a bunch of herbs eaten by the bunch. So it's just a way to show people that there are these very simple pieces of information and knowledge that we can bring back into our lives and avoid Mm -hmm. the spikes. That's an easy one because you don't have to change anything Mm -hmm. about what you're eating, but then your cravings disappear, your skin gets better, like Mm -hmm. your fertility improves. It's a much better life. Wow. I think with food combining then, what do you know what's happening in the body? Because is there a time between them? You know, does it have to be like vegetables, 15 minutes, this, 15 minutes, this, 15 minutes? Is there time involved? You don't have to wait at all. So the way that it works is that vegetables first Mm -hmm. is very, very powerful because vegetables contain fiber. Mm -hmm. And when fiber is the first thing that lands in your stomach and then in your upper intestine, Fiber does this like magical, like transformers vibe thing. (laughs) And it deploys itself onto the walls of your upper intestine and makes this protective mesh. And it just stays there. It's like a shield. And then any food that comes Mm. down afterwards will not be absorbed as much and as quickly into your bloodstream. So fiber first is really important because then you give fiber the opportunity to do this super magic move. That's why it works. Proteins and fats second, the reason that works as well and contributes to a lower glucose spike is because proteins and fats slow down the speed at which food moves from stomach to intestine. So you're creating an environment in which glucose from the starches and sugars afterwards is coming down more slowly into your intestine and is absorbed less thanks to this shield. So you're eating the exact same meal still the same pleasure, you're enjoying the meal with your friends, whatever. It doesn't change anything for your conscious Mm -hmm. self. But on the inside, you're helping your body so much Mm. not deal with side effects of big glucose spikes. Is there something with, this is a personal question, but many out there who like salads, is there something with raw versus cooked vegetables that might be affecting glucose at all? So actually not that much. If you cook 
a starchy vegetable, like a sweet potato or something, to the point of oblivion where it becomes like a puree, then you're kind of, you know, destroying the fiber a bit. Mm. So the fiber is not as protective. Yeah. But in terms of raw versus just normally cooked, it doesn't make a difference. Okay. Okay, got it. So that's like with a lot of your fruit examples, like the mango. Mm -hmm. It's like the mango in the fruit form, because it has the fiber, is a less spike than the dried mango exactly asking that because she ate that today and i yeah, yeah i want to shame her yeah, yeah. No, no, no but i actually her. but i actually <laughs> notice it i do notice a difference when I, eat, when I eat dried mango over like a fresh mango or fresh fruit mm-hmm. oh yeah 100 percent. oh yeah difference. there's just know. some it's ca- so candy good. element of it but can't yeah. wait to give it to my kids <laughs> and you know why there's a candy element to this mm. all because over the last centuries humans have been breeding what? I don't know. This one's going to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting ready. <laughs> get, re- get ready, girl. Okay. <laughs> the fruit that you find today in a supermarket is not natural. Yeah, no, it is I not mean, it's, it how makes me sad. nature invented and intended it to be. We as humans, just like we've been breeding wolves into chihuahuas, yeah. have been breeding ancestral fruit into the fruit we see today. It's much juicier. It's much bigger. It's more like candy because Mm -hmm. humans love sweetness. They love something that doesn't have too much fiber in it. So that's important to keep in mind. It's not because it's a fruit that it's like mega natural. That being said, a piece of whole fruit is really completely fine to eat because of the fiber in it. The problem arises when you start denaturing Mm. that piece of fruit. So you dry it, you juice it, you smoothie it. Then the fiber just goes like that. And in the case of a dried piece of fruit, all the water gets taken away. So you're concentrating the sugar much more. That's when you're going into the land of candy and of dessert. You can still totally eat them, but in your head, you should think of them as candy and have them like at the end of a meal instead of on an empty stomach or as a snack to reduce the spike in the impact. 100%. What about the combining piece? Are there any foods that should definitely be combined or not combined? So one of my hacks, this is one of many I share in my book, but one of the hacks that people love is called put clothing on your carbs. I love it too. <laughs> she loves that one. I'll never forget it. <laughs> this is a, I love these conversations too because one, it's very applicable to, I'll never forget this stuff. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. won't. I want to like put like a little meat on it. Yeah. You like take yes. my bread, like put, put a little peanut like, butter on it. You're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, a little, I put like, what's those little black seeds? Uh, chia seeds. No. Help. Put her on Cacao. mute. <laughs> I should probably. Put her on mute. I should probably head out. <laughs> um, if you want, we can have like a little atelier and just like make clothing for bananas. Perfect. That let's would be, that. let's do a glucose goddess yeah. retreat and like dress up our bread. <laughs> That's activity Such day Such a good two. idea. Yes. I should start a restaurant chain and it's just like carbs with little outfits. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That should be it's the book cover. Anyway, the book cover. <laughs> uh, okay, so clothing on carbs. So carbs are starches and sugars, okay? And if you eat them on their own, because they contain glucose, glucose goes into the stomach, into the intestines, into the blood, nothing to stop it. It's living its best life just super quickly into your cells, causing all these issues. How do you avoid that? You have to put clothing on your carbs, clothing on your starches and sugars. Clothing is fiber, protein, or fat. When you do this, when you combine carbs with something else, then you slow down the speed at which the glucose is going to pass from stomach to intestine. You just like mm-hmm. put some breaks on it all. Okay. So the most common examples of putting clothing on carbs are like, instead of having a slice of bread on its own, have some avocado on it, have some peanut butter on it, have a slice of cheese on it. 
instead of having a cookie on its own, have it with some Greek yogurt, have it with a handful of almonds, you know? And it actually makes it much more satisfying. And you're not starting that sugar addiction that so many of us Mm. are suffering from. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.